Hi, and welcome to the Unashamedly Human podcast, where we explore how we can better understand our thoughts, feelings and actions, change our results and feel less alone as we navigate that crazy thing called life. My name is Emily Chabourne and I am a mindset coach and I recorded this episode live in my free Facebook group, That Crazy Thing Called Life. If you're not a member yet, head to the show notes to join this epic community of over 3,000 people and you'll be able to join me live next week as I record the next episode of Unashamedly Human, the podcast. Okay, so first question today. Dear M, how do I close the door on family without hurting myself too? And this came in response to something I posted. It was like a little short clip of Oprah talking about one of the most powerful things that she did for herself was begin to recognize when people were not resourceful in her life. She began to give herself permission, not necessarily like to walk away from relationships or friendships, but just to give them less attention and to begin to focus her attention on the people who were supportive of her, who backed her in her dream, who encouraged her, who loved her and who nurtured her. And anybody who didn't do that got less of her time and eventually none of her time. And it was a very powerful little edited speech from many years ago, that an interview or something that she gave. And I'd sort of posted it on my social media and somebody responded with these words. Hi, Em, how do I close the door on family without hurting myself too? I think sometimes we assume that when we level up, when we decide that we want to be more, we want to do more, we want to have more, we want to love more, we want to contribute more, we want to put down all of those hurts, all of those dramas, all of those paradigms, all of that crap. And we want to elevate ourselves, not above anyone else, but just above where we were previously. We want to do more with our lives. We want to experience more. Then some of the people in your current life are going to have to take a step aside. And I think that is one of the things that stops people leveling up more than anything else. Well, if I lose that friendship, what do I have? If I stop speaking to my parents, I don't have parents. She's the only sister I've got. And while these are valid points, they're not actually going to take you where you want to go. And so I've got three things today that I want to run through with you around how to close the door on family or, or maybe it's not even blood relation. Maybe it's just somebody who's been really close to you for a number of years. You've got a lot of history. How do you close that door without hurting yourself? The first thing, and I've only learned this in a couple of years, but it was quite astounding to me when I really began to understand it. And you don't need to believe in past lives to get on board with this theory. I don't know if I believe in past lives. I haven't worked it out yet. Um, the jury's still out on that one for me. I don't know what past lives looks like, if that makes sense. Do I believe that our energy is infinite? Yes. So is there a working theory in my mind, a hypothetical theory that potentially we come back and reincarnate in various forms in the future? Yeah, absolutely. But do I know enough about it to have really settled on how I feel about it? No, not at all. There are family traits that get passed down through generation and generation and generation. And those traits, sometimes they're actually genetic. So epigenetics says that, you know, you can go back to sort of caveman days, really, to your ancestors way, 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 way back the family tree. 
and how they responded to fear, how they responded to rejection, how they responded to their environment, the stresses and the strains that they were put under have carried through in genetics into modern day living. Really interesting stuff when you start delving into it. But even if you want to put that more sort of scientific stuff aside and just look at the behaviors that we display, you know, how many people are like, well, just like her mother, that one. Well, how many times do you like open your mouth and you're like, oh my God, I sounded just like my dad. You know, we learn everything from our caregivers and our parents in those formative years. We learn how to be a human. We learn how to defend ourselves. We learn how to, and I don't mean like against the saber-toothed tiger, I just mean like in general conversation. How do we um, love? How do we experience joy? How do we experience sadness? How do we experience fun? And not all of those lessons are taught well, not because our parents were assholes, but because our parents probably weren't taught either. And so throughout generations, we sort of get handed down these behavioral traits, which eventually become sort of embedded in our personality. We carry trauma from our parents, from our parents' parents, from their parents before them. We carry story. And these things begin to manifest in our own lives as adults. And some of us, begin to recognize that how our parents did it might not be the, how the way that we want to do it. We call that the degodification of parents. And it can be a real big pill to swallow because we are designed to trust our parents, to follow our parents' lead, to lean on our parents, to assume our parents know and do everything to assure our safety. But in today's world, that's not always the case because our parents have got their own shit, which they've bought into their life and from their own parents, which is generation before them, generation before them, and so it goes. And so what I'm beginning to understand and what I'm beginning to learn is that actually the way to really love your family isn't to tolerate their shitty behavior. It's not to spend time with them at Christmas and then come away feeling like you wanted to punch them all in the face. It's not putting up with their shitty demands and their emotional blackmail and their manipulation. That's not the way to love your family. That's the way to be in resentment for your family. The way to love your family is to heal the generational trauma that has been passed on to you so that you don't pass that on to a future generation. It's like saying the link in the chain is broken here. I break this chain. I'm not passing this forward. The martyrdom, the you know, victimhood, the narcissism, the anger issues. I refuse to pass that down to the next generation. I'm going to heal me. And in healing me, I heal past generational trauma for my ancestors. And that's how I love my family. And I think, you know, naturally and obviously we get very caught up in the people well, I need to love the person that is my mum. I need to love the person that is my sister, the person that is my brother. It's my brother-in-law. I can't do anything about him. I've got to see him. No, you don't. Actually, no, you don't. And so taking your mindset and shifting it from the perspective of I've got to love this person in this lifetime as they are now, otherwise I'm a bad daughter, I'm a bad sister, and just giving yourself that more expansive understanding of, as an energetic being, your role here is to love your family through healing that trauma. And that can be done on you. It doesn't have to be done by swigging beer with them 
every Sunday afternoon and then having an argument with them every Sunday evening. There are ways of loving your family that aren't necessarily spending time with them. Now, your mum might not get that. Your sister might not understand that. From your dad's point of view, you've just abandoned the family. That's cool. I get that. And that's a, something else we're going to talk about in just a second. But for now, just sit with the concept that loving your family can be healing generational trauma in yourself. And that is a way to really love, and that's the best way to love your family. If you're anything like me, your first thought in the morning is often one of, oh, holy fuck. We wake up instantly feeling like we're in lack. Not enough sleep, not enough time, not enough. We scroll through social media and feel not enough. We think about our day ahead and feel underprepared, uninspired or overwhelmed. What if we're not enough? Before we're even out of bed, our mind is telling us all sorts of crazy stories. And these stories set the precedent for our day and have a huge effect on our results. Imagine if you could start your day with a different thought. Imagine waking up to a daily reminder of the greatness that lies within you. Imagine having your own personal and funny cheerleader inspiring you every single day. Imagine your first waking thought being one of abundance and purpose. Well, imagine no longer, my friend, because now you can wake up with M. Wake Up With M is a text message service for women who are ready to wake up to their power, purpose, and passion. A daily motivational message from me personally to get you smiling into your day and vibing high from the moment you wake up and all for less than the price of a couple of lattes a month. And even better, you get the first month completely for free. Because, well, you know, you might actually find it really annoying to have a daily reminder that you're amazing and capable and awesome. Head to emilychadbourne.com forward slash wake up or check out the link in the show notes below. Good morning, you're awesome. The second thing is I think you have to let go of what you thought or what you wish your family was. And again, that's why we call this the degodification of parents is the day when you wake up and you realize, fuck man, I just always assumed that my dad had all of the answers. But actually, as it turns out, for my life, he really doesn't have all of the answers. At some point, as a grown-up, you have got to be the grown-up. And that means you have to stop being a child in the presence of your parents. That means that you have to assert your boundaries. That means that you have to heal your own shit so that you can be in love and compassion and to be in love and compassion, you've got to have boundaries of steel. Can't be in love and compassion with another person if you're in resentment of them. Why would you be in resentment of them? Because you laid down a boundary, they crossed the boundary, you let them cross the boundary, and now you're like, oh, fuck no, me, 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 me. One of the things that I often encourage my clients to do is to have a kind of reality check on what is actually happening. And you know, we've all been fed the Brady Bunch I used to love watching the Waltons on a Sunday morning on Channel 4 in the UK. You know, it's very easy for TV, especially in the 80s, it was very easy for TV to paint this picture of what family should be. And so we get caught up in this idealistic view of our parents or what we want our family to be or what we wish our family could be. And we begin to attach ourselves to that. 
we begin to say things like, oh yeah, but you know, if she just did this, then I'd have a really great relationship with my sister. If he just looked at it this way, then I could tolerate my brother a bit more. If my mum just like fucking grew up a bit, then we could have a really great relationship. But that's like saying if I grew another foot, I'd be taller. But I'm not going to grow another foot. So I'm never going to be taller. So I have to accept that for the rest of my life, I'm going to be five foot one and a half. And my sister makes me say that one and a half because she's five foot two, so she can always claim to be taller than me. When we attach ourselves to what we wish was happening when it's clearly not happening and will never happen, we begin to grieve a life that never was. I see people do this in their romantic relationships all of the time. It's like, oh, but he was the one. Was he though? Because he never returned your phone calls. He was really flaky and you think he might have been cheating on you. So was he really the one? Well, he could have been if he just sorted that bit of his life out. But he didn't. So he wasn't. You're falling in love with the potential of who you believe that someone might be instead of the person that they are actually presenting themselves as. And so although this might sting a bit and it might be a bit ugh, grim and gross and a bit clunky, I think it's a necessary step for you to sit down and go, what is it that I'm really losing here? I'm losing, and maybe not, not use the word losing him, that's a bit of a shit word. What is it that I'm releasing here? What is it that I'm letting go of here? I'm letting go of a mother who's not supportive. I'm letting go of a sister who's really manipulative. I'm letting go of somebody who's not good for my mental health and doesn't support and love me. Sure, probably because their mental health dictates that they can't love and support me. But right now, I can't help their mental health if my mental health is in the shitter. So I have to let go of what is and acknowledge that I'm probably also gonna have to let go of the dream of what I want it to be. You can't live your life wishing and waiting and hoping for other people to change. Because then you get really addicted to what's in your imagination. You, you get addicted to the, the family unit that you actually don't have. And so you, then you begin to a grieving process for that family unit, but you never had it. Be very realistic about what is going on with your family at the moment. Sit down with a pen and paper. How do they make you feel? What are the consequences of you feeling like that in your own life? How is it affecting your results financially, emotionally, through your health, with the relationships that you have with your friends, with your partner, with your own sons and daughters. Is that healthy? And then ask yourself, what fantasy world are you living in where you think that you are going to be losing and grieving a family that never really was? The third thing that I will just, you'll hear me say this until the day I die, which is your relationship with yourself has to be the most important. Sometimes that means making really tough decisions. And it's, it sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? Well, you just prioritize yourself above everything else as long as you are, you know, being a good human. We don't want to be narcissistic about it, which means I prioritize myself and other people will suffer in that process and I don't give a fuck. There is a way for you to serve the people around you, including your family, whether you see them or don't see them, by doing the work on yourself and leading by demonstration. So whatever help you think your family need right now in their own mental health, with their own shit that they've got going on and the decisions that they are or are not making, in their emotional resilience, in the trauma that they may or may not have, you need to, instead of trying to fix them, just start leading by demonstration. And 
whether or not they choose to follow your lead is completely up to them. It's not your responsibility. Your responsibility is to you and any children that you may or may not have. Your responsibility is to live a life where you are constantly meeting your standards, your boundaries, your values, where you are looking at yourself in the mirror before you go to bed at night and going, well done, I love you, I forgive you, you're the best, I think you're fucking awesome. And for some people that's a journey, that's going to take some work, I totally get that, that's what the hub is all about. I take women from feeling like, they can't even look at themselves in the mirror unless it's to apply a lot of makeup to really staring themselves in the eye and being like, fuck, you're amazing. And the consequence of that vibrational frequency, the consequence of that energy is amazing. That's when you begin to manifest money. It's when you begin to manifest health. It's when you begin to manifest opportunity, great relationships, deep connections, because it's the vibrational frequency that allows you to attract those things. Really hard to attract that level of abundance when you're looking in the mirror and being like, I fucking hate you. So the best way to demonstrate love to your family is to show it to yourself. And if that means not having much contact with your family, that's the way it is. They are either going to look at you and be like, wow, she's onto something here. She seems to be doing really well. She seems to be really happy. Maybe, just maybe, I could take, have, have, a, have a quick look at what she's doing and adjust some stuff in my own life. Now, there's a massive likelihood that they're not going to do that. Huge likelihood that they are just going to be offended by how much you love yourself, offended by the abundance that you are attracting, offended by happiness. Fear doesn't like happiness. It just doesn't. Fear does not encourage abundance and joy and love into its life. And so if your family, whoever these family members are, if they're very entrenched in their own fear, they will find your happiness quite disconcerting. And that is, again... A, a, just a mismatch of vibrational frequency. But you have to choose you. Or you have to acknowledge that you are going to live the rest of your life not being what you want to be, not feeling how you want to feel, not manifesting what you want to manifest, so that your mum can continue to be unhappy. You being unhappy isn't going to change that your parents are unhappy or that your sister's unhappy or that your brother's making some dick-ass moves. You just are going to have to commit to putting yourself first and to do that with grace and to do it with dignity and to do it with openness and compassion and love. It's not about not hurting yourself, but it is about choosing love for yourself. And in choosing love for yourself, sometimes tough decisions have to be made. If, like me, you love reading cool stuff, listening to interesting interviews and hearing funny, quirky stories that feel really relatable, then sign up for my famous Friday emails. They're jam-packed with awesomeness, and if you sign up and you're not into it, you can always unsubscribe. Link in the show notes, and I look forward to being in your inbox on Friday. It's Friday! So I trust that that has really helped. So I'm just going to run through those points again. Number one, you love your family by healing generational trauma in yourself. Number two, let go and grieve. It's okay to grieve. It's okay to grieve for the dream but let go of what you think your family could be, maybe, potentially, if. Just let that go. You have to acknowledge what is actually presenting to you and deal with that. And then that third thing is that your relationship with you is the most important. And some people will look at the way that you are in relation with yourself and be like, wow, that's amazing. I want to know a bit more about that. In which case, we lovingly tell them everything that they are requesting to hear. But 
sometimes people are just offended by your own happiness and that's just because they're in their own fear and for that we just give them love and compassion but we put up some very firm boundaries about how they can and cannot be in our life and they either exist in those boundaries or they don't exist in our lives at all so i'm just going to run through some of the comments very quickly theodore most of these comments are just everyone saying good morning to you for those of you who are new to the podcast theodore is my puppy and he's the best thing ever i also live in um one of those really old funky art deco type apartments where the windows are basically non-existent like they're just paper like it's just so you can hear everything outside so if you just heard that road sweep you're welcome um okay what have we got going on here needed to hear that about family today this makes so much sense i'm trying to grow and they are stuck yes and you'll find that this happens when you start that it's one of the biggest fears that people have around personal development it's like what if i begin to level up what if i grow and my husband doesn't or my boyfriend doesn't or my best friend doesn't i'm going to say that certainly with my experience of the women who come and work with me in the unashamedly human hub 98% of them find that their relationships with their loved ones either family or partners or friends or work colleagues increase tenfold because it's really funny actually on tuesday every tuesday i go live with the hub so all the hub members we all get together and we do like a live coaching session or a live q and a or we do like meditation and stuff and twice a month we do hot seat coaching so someone puts their hand up and we all get on a zoom and someone has come presents with an issue or a problem and i coach them live and last week or this week just gone the amazing lady who put her hand up had her partner just off the camera in the corner because he wanted to sit in on it and she said it was such an amazing experience for him and he learned some stuff about me and so much stuff about himself and she was like you've converted another fan and i thought that was really really lovely you know in the majority of cases when you level up the people around you will level up too that's not always the case but if they're meant to be in your life they will level up or they will support you when you're leveling up. Get clear and love yourself so you can move forward no matter what. It's such a work in progress. Yes, it's nothing that you really like learn loving yourself. It is it is something that you commit to doing on a daily basis. It's a bit like you don't just go to the gym for a month and then stop going to the gym again. You have to maintain your physique and your health and your fitness by continuously building muscle and exercising and having a healthy diet. And self-love is the same thing. You know, it, it's something that you work on on the daily and you're always unpacking unresourceful things that that, that is a barrier between you and self-love. Thoughts and feelings and experiences and memories and paradigms and social conditioning and cultural conditioning and the religion and the schooling and the TV and the social media, you know, none of these are always, these aren't always conducive with you loving yourself. How would they sell face cream if you loved yourself? They wouldn't be able to do that, would they? If, if you were just like, I love my skin, I love all of my wrinkles, I don't, like, how I look is perfect, they wouldn't sell face skin. Uh, uh, what, face skin? Face skin. Can you write, there's something. There's got to be something there. Buy my face skin. She puts the lotion in the basket. You know what I mean, face cream. Uh, this is brilliant, Em. I'm saving it for future reference. You're welcome. What a start to the day. Awesome. I'm pleased you enjoyed it. People being offended by your happiness really resonates. Yeah, we just give those people love and compassion because they must be in fear. 
if they were in their own state of happiness, if they were in their own state of joy, if they were in their own state of a high vibrational frequency, they would see your high vibrational frequency and they'd be like, hey, how good are we vibing high? But they're not. They're looking at your high vibrational frequency and being like, oh my God, I'm offended by that because mine is so low. Um, thank you. That was a great topic. It needs to be talked about. I'm really glad that you related. I can relate to so much of this. I need to learn to set boundaries. Yeah, we have a whole thing in the hub about setting boundaries. I'm not going to go into it today, but maybe I can touch on that in a future podcast. Feel free to email me any questions to info at That's it for today's episode. I trust you loved it. And remember, you can join me as I record these episodes live on Thursday mornings. All of the details are in the show notes. If you love this episode, I'd really appreciate you sharing it with a mate or on your socials. Please tag me, Emily underscore that crazy thing called life. You can also share it through Spotify. And if you're listening on iTunes, please rate and review. It really helps other people find this valuable content. And as always, nothing beats a good bit of word of mouth, does it? So you let Barbara down the road know that she should have a little listen to this episode. If you're interested in joining the Unashamedly Human Hub, my global coaching community, check out the link in the show notes. See you in the next episode and keep being brave.